Hi, and welcome to Nacio Voices, where we talk all things state IT. I'm Amy Glasscock in Lexington, Kentucky. And I'm Alex Whitaker in Washington, D.C. Today, we're talking about trends in state technology legislation with Heather Morton, Director of Financial Services, Technology, and Communications with the National Conference of State Legislatures. We can't wait to talk with Heather about artificial intelligence, deep fakes, and other trending technology topics for legislatures around the country. Heather, welcome to Nacio Voices, and thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, welcome, Heather. Um, so before we get into our interview, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you came into your role with NCSL. Right. Uh, I direct the uh, my team, which is the Financial Services Technology and Communications team at the National Conference of State Legislatures. We're a bipartisan organization that serves the legislators and legislative staff in all 50 states, commonwealths, and territories. And in that, so I think it's probably kind of obvious from our department title, but so we cover banking and uh, most insurance issues. Under technology, we cover cybersecurity and privacy and artificial intelligence. And then under communications, we cover issues like uh, broadband and robocalling and, and other telecommunications issues. Yeah, so we, we cover kind of a broad area, but um, it's great working out with all the legislators and legislative staff. That's awesome. Well, I can just personally attest to how great NCSL is. We we are always having your folks join us. Um, so I, I always love reading the work that you all put out. Thanks. So, yeah, I love but, working with you guys, too. <laughs> glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. Uh, but let's get right to the hot topic of the year, which is, of course, artificial intelligence. Before we talk about the current year, though, when you look back over the past year, how would you summarize what state legislature's actions were on artificial intelligence in 2023? Yeah, absolutely. So I think state legislators have definitely taken an interest in artificial intelligence. And, you know, I saw at least, you know, I want to say at least 140 bills uh, and resolutions that were introduced last year. And they were coming from, you know, more than like 25 states and Puerto Rico and the District of Columbia. But I would say that, you know, of all the, the bills that were introduced, two of the categories that sort of bubbled up to the top. I would say one was, you know, the creating some kind of study on AI issues or like a task force or, you know, an advisory council or commission or some kind of entity like that. Uh, You know, for example, you know, Louisiana adopted a resolution that requested they have a, a joint committee on technology and cybersecurity. And so they requested them to study the impact of artificial intelligence in the operations and procurement and policymaking. Well, at the same time last year, Texas created an an AI advisory council. The purpose for that is to study and monitor the artificial intelligence systems that are developed or, you know, employed or procured by the, the Texas state agencies. The other sort of category that I saw a lot of movement in was the focus on the use of artificial intelligence by government agencies and law enforcement. You know, for example, Connecticut they enacted legislation that requires their their state department of administrative services to conduct an inventory of all the systems that employ ai and that are being used by by a state agency and then starting this year actually just started in february 1st that they have to do these ongoing assessments of the systems to make sure and to ensure that not these systems aren't resulting in any unlawful discrimination or disparate impact 
another example is California. They also enacted a bill last year that requires their State Department of Technology uh, to create this comprehensive inventory of all the uh, high-risk automated decision systems that are being proposed or developed or even being used and developed by the state agencies in California. Lots of action. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it seems like a lot of it is kind of related to states getting their arms around and getting their heads around like what's already out there and being used um, so that they can start governing it in a little bit more of an organized yeah. way. And and learning about it as well, right? Yeah. You know, because of course not, you know, not everybody is what you know, super well versed in technology, and and on top of it, right, this technology is developing very quickly and changing very yeah. quickly. So it, it, you know, these study committees give the, or these councils, or you know, these advisory councils give legislators, and and sometimes they're they're broader than just legislators, right? That they have agency people appointed, so it gives them an opportunity just to to learn about the subject. Yeah, absolutely. And so with generative AI, now we have this technology that is easily accessible to anyone, and you can create very realistic images, videos, and realistic audio that can make it seem like a person did or said something that they didn't. You know, maybe you've seen the beautiful images that look like Trump and Biden are vacationing together in Vermont and like cooking and crafting together in their sweaters. And so... It's an election year, and I'm sure this is making anyone running for office really nervous. So are you seeing states introduce legislation to combat deepfakes? And if so, what are some of the proposed solutions? Absolutely. I would say deepfakes are definitely a concern for state legislators. You know, in terms of elections, right, people have always attempted to alter or, you know, misrepresent media, to, you know, to influence an, an election. Yeah. So this isn't... in. in in terms of the concept, it's nothing new. Of course, the technology just makes it a lot easier to make them look much more realistic. You don't have to be good at Photoshop uh, and, anymore. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But, you know, states are absolutely acting to address the concerns about election integrity. You know, so there are a whole category of bills that are focused specifically on elections. And, you know, they um, are putting in requirements that you have to have some kind of disclaimer or dis a disclosure statement to say that, in effect, right, that this image was created by artificial intelligence or it's synthetic, something like that. And then they're also putting in place some like time periods of when these provisions apply. So like something like 60 days before the election or or um, maybe up to 90 days before the election, you know, but I would also say too that, you know, legislators, unfortunately, right, these deep fakes can be used in other ways and are often used in other ways. And so separate from the elections, legislators are really concerned about the deep fakes for those, those non-consensual intimate images that are, you know, that are posted about people. And then also another area is the using synthetic, you know, these programs and synthetic media to create child pornography, which I know is is not not a pleasant <laughs> thing to have to think about yeah. that this technology is being, you know, in a way that this technology is being used. Mm -hmm. And I also heard of, you know, like children's voices being copied and then like, you know, calling the parent and making them think they've been kidnapped or something like that. So, right. Yeah, cuz these, you know, this technology, right, can unfortunately can be used for fraud. Yeah. You know, yeah, there's absolutely, you know, the, you know, you have the stories of the, uh, I think they're what they're calling it, like virtual kidnapping. Yeah. Um, but you also have sort of just like sort of ongoing basic frauds, you know, the those scams where they 
call a family member and say that, you know, like, hey, I'm your nephew and I just got arrested and I need you to send gift cards yeah. um, to the police department to bail me out, which for anyone listening, police departments don't accept gift cards. That's a scam. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's crazy. And I guess, you know, of course, a campaign's not going to want to break the law. So they might comply with a watermark or, you know, something like that. But, you know, if if you're just like a bad actor, you don't really care. <laughs> you know what the laws are. So <laughs> that is yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. You know, it does require balance for the First Amendment, right? Because people make these for parodies. They make them for, yeah. you know, for like comedians or whatever. So yeah. it is that, just for you fun, know, you know, as a birthday card <laughs> for someone. Or, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, Amy, I love your confidence that a campaign is not going to break the law. Uh, yeah, I might, I might disagree, but but I, I love that you are, are, are pushing for that. Um, so, Heather, switch gears a little bit. I know it seems like all anyone is talking about is AI right now. But what other trends are you seeing in technology-related legislation? Well, of course, I think the issue that underlies all of this is, of course, privacy. You know, Congress has been trying to get legislation through and enacted for many years, and it hasn't happened. So states have really taken the lead on creating comprehensive data privacy laws. And I think we're up to, I think we're up to 14 or 15 states. Um, one just got, uh, I think New Jersey just got signed um, this year. So I think, I think we're up to 15. Um, and so, and, and of course with artificial intelligence, right, they, it relies on data, right, to, to feed the, these large language models. Um, so I think, uh, privacy of course continues, um, and it's, you know, expanding into children's online privacy. It's expanding into health data privacy. Um, and of course for you guys, you know, and I think for your listeners, for CIOs, right, another area of course is cybersecurity, um, we keep seeing ransomware attacks. We keep seeing agencies and schools and hospitals getting attacked. And so states are very concerned about trying to put in security practices and requirements so that agencies can combat this and try to, you know, try to prevent. And what, and, you know, and can they prevent these attacks? Because you don't want hospitals or agencies, right, to, to come to a screeching halt because all of their data and their systems are all, all completely locked up. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's uh, plenty of things to keep us busy over the over the the next year. Absolutely, we are. <laughs> yeah, there there is a lot on the legislative agenda. Uh, a lot of issues that they have to that they have to address. Yeah, we we also talk a lot about privacy and obviously cybersecurity at NASIO, and you know that role of the state chief privacy officer is continuing to grow across the states, and a lot of them are involved in setting the. AI policies for the states too. So it's interesting to see those two things converging right now. Right. They, and these, they absolutely overlap and they sort of, they weave together yeah. and they influence and even, you know, AI impacts cybersecurity as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And even just like in the most simple level of like, you know, the phishing emails that you get are going to be written so much better now. Uh, yeah, and it will be. Yeah, exactly. And it can be much more challenging for consumers and for employees to figure out, right? Because everybody yeah. always says, you know, you know, like, oh, look at the, you know, look at the email where it's coming from. And there's usually typos. Yeah. And with some of this technology that all of that's going to go away. Yeah. Right. That. Yeah. So it's going to be absolutely harder to identify. Or your boss calls you with his supposed real voice, you know, not your boss, but it's his yeah. voice. And it's like, well, yeah, he asked me to, you know, give this bank account number or whatever it is. Um, yeah, it's interesting. OK, so 
Looking ahead for 2024, do you have any predictions for the rest of the year as far as technology-related legislation goes or anything else that you might be tracking? Well, definitely, (laughs) of course, right? Artificial intelligence, privacy, cybersecurity. I definitely see, I'm already seeing more bills that are being introduced particularly on the artificial intelligence. I think state state legislatures are looking at some of the other, you know, the what was enacted last year. And, you know, we've got building off of those requirements to create those inventories of how agencies are using it. So like Alaska and Florida and Georgia and New Mexico and Oklahoma all have bills about, you know, creating some kind of inventory. Um, and then, of course, I do think that the studies and the councils are – artificial commissions, like all of that, those are being introduced as well. And, you know, again, you know, Indiana and Oregon and Tennessee are looking at those bills and the deep fakes. Absolutely. That is, that is generating a large number of bills. And I think also, you know, looking at the more private sector use of AI and of course, responsible use of AI as well. There's a lot of bills about, you know, trying to require some use policies, putting those in place for state agencies as well. And on the private sector side is, uh, you know, there are bills about addressing like the automated decision-making, like in hiring and employment decisions. There are bills about those as well. Well, again, no no shortage of uh, rabbit holes to go down. But thank you so much for this insight. This has been really interesting. Um, and I will know not to ever uh, send uh, gift cards to police to bail anyone out. <laughs> My public service message for the day. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But we cannot let you go just yet until we ask you a few fun questions about your life outside of work in a segment that we call The Lightning Round. All right. Amy, go ahead. All right. What is your favorite thing to do in the winter? I think right now it's drinking hot chocolate with lots of whipped cream. (laughs) Right. Sounds nice. good. Keep it warm. Yeah. Um, so do you care who wins the Super Bowl this year? And if so, who do you want to win? Oh, this is tough. This is tough. You know, as a as a you know, Bronco fan, because NCSL is based in Denver, uh-huh. our headquarters is there. So I I really can't cheer for Kansas City, who's our division rival. Uh-huh. I really want and to be honest, I really wanted the Detroit Lions to go because uh-huh. they haven't been. Yeah. So I yeah yeah I, I I think I'll be cheering for Usher. Okay, I I just want Taylor to have fun. That's all I care. exactly that's, exactly that's, yeah. yeah yeah. See what you know, sort of the you know, figure out when she arrives, right? Because she's got that concert in Japan. Uh-huh. Yeah yeah. Oh. Amy knows all about that. Amy's a Swifty. Oh yeah. Oh, there you go, Amy. Yes, I'm there for for Taylor and the Buffalo Chicken Dip. So we'll oh yeah, a good time will uh, yeah. be had. Guacamole, yeah, guacamole. <laughs> All right. And then final question. What was your first job? I I worked at Dairy Queen (laughs) in high school. So I I used to know how to make the ice cream cones and have the little twirl on the end. And did you hold the blizzards upside down? Yes. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, I was going to say, I will say that depended on what the ingredients were, some were a little more successful than others. (laughs) There used to be a banana split one. And that one, it was a little, maybe a little bit more liquidy than like the, you know, the Oreo cookie one. Oh. <laughs> so did you not turn that one upside down or were there just like disasters all the time? <laughs> I tried really hard not to. Yeah. But thankfully, you know, some of the cookie ones and we had like a Butterfinger one. Mm-hmm. Those uh, sometimes you had to be careful because with the mixing machine, it would cut the cup 
Oh. And so <laughs> you'd have like cookie bits coming out the sides of the cup. So, you know, for a first job in high school, it was pretty fun. That's pretty cool. I've, I want to go to Dairy Queen now. I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a while. All of our, anyone listening in the car will just be like turning to the next Dairy Queen right now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Well, thanks again, Heather, for joining us today. I know all the legislatures are keeping you busy right now. So we really appreciate your time. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. And, you know, I, we have a lot of working relationship with NACIO and we really appreciate it when we have meetings and we invite your members to come and present to our members. We really appreciate that, that people are willing to to participate and share their expertise with us. Absolutely. Well, you guys are an important partner for us too, and we're always happy to help whenever we can. Absolutely. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks again for listening to NACIO Voices. NACIO Voices is a production of the National Association of State Chief Information Officers. Mark your calendars for our mid-year conference in National Harbor from April 28th to May 1st. Registration opens on March 5th. And we'll be back in two weeks with an interview with Nevada CIO Timothy Galuzzi. Talk with you then. And I think I pronounced it the way that they hate when you pronounce Nevada, too. No, I think you said it right. I think they like... Oh, wait. No, you didn't. It's Nevada. It's Nevada. Yeah, we got to get that right for his. Yeah. (laughs) Nevada. Okay.